0: This week, I'm excited to talk to another awesome dancer, Sahira. Sahira is a lifelong performer and has studied music, drama, and dance since the age of two. She's dedicated the last 20 years of her life to the art of belly dance and her favorite thing in the world is to share the dance with others. She is trained in both Egyptian and tribal style as well as modern and West African and loves to incorporate all of these influences in her art. Sahira is a lifelong musician and head over heels crazy about the zills. She's known for her warm, inviting energy and her tendency towards the ridiculous. Also, Sahira has been very generous and is offering your listeners a discount for her Designing Your Ideal Online Classroom course. You can get $20 off the course price with code ONLINE20 at checkout that's online 20 when you visit her website at sahirabellydances.com slash online classroom hope you enjoy this interview Everybody, Jana here, and welcome to Advance Your Belly Dance, a weekly podcast all about the business of belly dance. This week, I am excited to interview another awesome belly dancer who loves to talk business as well. Welcome, Sahira.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and to be able to talk business and belly dance all in the same sentence. It's great.
0: I love finding other belly dancers that love to geek out about business. And I love that the mutual contact that we had is Tiffany, who loves to also <laughs> geek out about business. So I love us geeks yeah, coming together. About I this. know
1: she's one of the geekiest people I know, and I love her for it. <laughs>
0: Uh, we could just talk like we should just have our own little podcast and just talk about business all day. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> but um, let's first get into a bit of your background. So why don't you go to introduce yourself, how you got started in belly dance. Um, I think you have a very interesting uh, backstory with dance. You've been dancing for quite some time. I
1: have. This year marks my 20th year in dance, which Sounds very crazy when it comes out of my mouth. I remember when I first started dancing, and I met a dancer who'd been dancing for 10 years, and I thought, oh. Wow. Will that someday be me? And apparently, yes, it is. <laughs> I feel like my entry into the dance isn't so far-fetched and so different than most people's entries into the dance. I saw it here in Houston. I'm in Houston, Texas, and that's where I started dancing, where I've been dancing for 20 years here and, and around the world. But I saw it here in Texas at an art house on Tuesday nights. They actually called it Gothic belly dance. And <laughs> the only thing that it wasn't really Gothic, really, except that they belly danced to non-traditional music. It was not Arab music. They used, you know, just across the board, all different kinds of music. And I loved it. I was in college at the time, majoring to become a, an environmental engineer. And we would go every Tuesday night and watch the show. And after several weeks of that, I signed up for classes and you know, kind of never looked back really. Mm-hmm. That being said, I never intended to go time with belly dance. I never intended it to be my career. I'm way too practical for that kind of thing. And I was an engineer, right? So I worked mm-hmm. in engineering for a couple of years. And I often say it's one of those situations where it was one door closing and a window opening to save me as I fell because I lost my engineering job that I loved. And it happened in a very ugly way. And I promised myself in that moment, I would never work for anyone ever again. And Please. here I am. 20 weeks, yeah, exactly, for sure. And it worked out, I mean, through hard work, a lot of like sleeping in my tent at Renaissance festivals and the kindness of others, you know, a guy I was dating who let me live rent free for a number of years as I made no money belly dancing. Uh, and now it's, it's allowed me to build a business that I absolutely love. And it is what I am blessed to do full time. And so it's it's incredible. I started out mostly in performance and I performed for many, many years, You know, up to five nights a week here in Houston. And now my focus is a bit more on the teaching side. I still do perform, not so much in the last eight months, but I still do perform. Uh, but I, I do a lot of teaching and a lot of online work now.
0: We'll talk a little bit more about the business side, but first to get uh, back into uh, your background. So you've and traveled and taught all over the US and the world. And you have also partnered up with Sylvia Salamanca, who is an amazing dancer. I've taken her workshops in Orlando when she used to come there and I used to live there. And um, she's a great artist and great teacher. Talk a little bit about how you got in touch with her and your collaborations with her.
1: I love that you asked this. It's awesome. Sylvia and I have known each other now for probably 16 or 17 years. So I would say we were friends first before we were like belly dance collaborators. She and I first met at the Texas Renaissance Festival, which actually we were just there together this past weekend. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we still meet at the Texas Renaissance Festival on a regular basis. And her story to me, which I didn't know at the time, she was recently here. She's a biochemist. She was working in the medical center here in Houston and doing the Renaissance Festival, not as a belly dancer, but as a member of the Spanish court. For a number of years, and she said that when she came to see me dance, and I don't dance with the be- belly dance ensemble, I actually play the flute and I sing with an early music group. But every once in a while, they play an old Turkish tune, and I pull out my zills and I belly dance. And so, she said, when she saw me dance. She had already been belly dancing for quite some time at that point, but she realized that that was something that she could do here and she was inspired because she saw me making my living out of it. And so she shortly afterwards came to take classes with me and we became fast friends and we have been kind of inseparable and just nutty together ever since. And so we've danced together now for about 15 years with my tribal troupe here in town, which she is still a proud member of and I love it. She travels the world and then she comes back and dances with me. So we've had many collaborations through the years that are you know, straight up belly dance or she does a lot of modern dance. And I started taking modern classes about 12, 13 years ago and collaborated with her on some performances with that. And then most recently I brought her onto my online studio because while she is an amazing dancer, she is highly technologically challenged. (laughs) She wouldn't (laughs) mind me saying that. Aren't we all? That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was like, let me help you with this. You need some online classes. And I know when you touch computers, they blow up. So let me help you with that. And so she, she now offers classes through my online platform and we continue to help each other out that way and dance together whenever we get the chance to, and just remain sort of ridiculous friends through it all.
0: She is not the only one. If you hear that background buzzing, it is my laptop on its last legs about to like explode. So she's definitely not the only one that has issues with technology. So it makes fun for editing post-interview, for sure. sure. Um, In speaking of the tribal scene and in Texas, in 2006, you were the first tribal instructor ever to be invited to teach at Ahlam in Egypt. Can you talk more about what that was like getting the invitation and the experience of it all?
1: this was insane and before like before anyone you know starts to believe that i must be like the end all be all in tribal belly dance which i am not like it was very much who i knew it was very much who I knew. There is a woman here in town who is in Dallas named Didi Assad. She's an incredible promoter, uh, Egyptian woman, lover of the dance. She would have all the big Egyptian names into Dallas all the time. I would go to her events constantly with my dance friends and my troops. We would participate and take classes, never once teach. But at one point in time, she's at Friends with Madame Rachia Hassan. And she would always go over to the festival to Ahlan Wasaflan. And I think it was literally one day uh madame hassan asked didi you know there's this tribal thing and i feel like maybe we should have it at this festival and i know it's a big american thing do you know of anyone who does it and she knows me right she knew me and my cohort zamira at the time we were co-directing the troupe and i had just released my first dvd in 2005 i believe i had just released the dvd so not only did she know me but like i had a dvd that made me all legitimate And so she handed that to Rakhia Hassan and she extended the invitation to us and we just about died. Like we had no idea like how this had possibly happened. I remember us hosting a fundraiser because they were like, please come in and teach. And they gave us a small stipend, but they didn't cover our travel expenses or anything, which I understand it's a giant festival. So we had like some fundraisers to raise the money so that we could go. And it was a turning point for my dance period, not necessarily for like my career as a teacher, though it was great exposure, but going was the first time I had been to the Middle East to see Arab dance in its native element. And it changed what I did forever. Like it let me see the heart of the dance in the way Mm -hmm. I had never seen it before. And then actually teaching the dance there was really eye-opening because we must have had like I don't know, close to a hundred dancers in this gigantic ballroom. And, you know, tribal is very theory based. We're talking about cues and transitions and formations and leader changes. And we were trying to teach all of that in the context of this two hour workshop. And we realized about 20 minutes into it, just based on people's faces that most people didn't speak English. And we were like, oh yeah, people (laughs) don't speak English. Okay, and like mid-workshop, we rerouted the whole thing. We stopped talking and it became very follow the bouncing butt, very traditional, Mm -hmm. like let's learn the way we do in Egypt. Mm -hmm. And my, you know, Zamira took one half of the room and I took the other half of the room and we're just like, yalla, let's do this. And we (laughs) just danced and we had a great time, but it was a really interesting experience for us as instructors. And then we performed in one of the gala shows, like early on in the night before the live band comes on. It was the two of us doing something super... American, very American. And I think, thinking back to it, because I had been dancing for just five years, six years at that point. If I were to go today, I think I would be way more nervous to present what we presented. I'd have way more imposter syndrome behind me. (laughs) I'd be like, oh my gosh, no one's gonna understand this crazy American thing we're doing. But we just put it out there. We got a lot of interesting looks, a lot of good comments afterwards, but people were just so intrigued by what the heck we thought we were doing and it was neat to sort of introduce people to this very Americanized version of an art form that had originated there, but had inspired us to create something new. It was an honor and a pleasure and a one of those one in, once in a lifetime experiences that changed me forever.
0: Sounds amazing. And let's talk a little bit about the business side that we already mentioned before. So between creating newsletters and producing online courses, teaching regularly, how do you manage the time and to make sure that you're the most productive that you can be, because I know how much work goes into all of that. And so how do you do it? And what tips do you have for people when they're just, let's say, starting out now teaching online classes? What is it that you
1: would say, okay, this is what definitely needs to get done mm-hmm. above all? Gotcha. Yeah. That's, that's, ooh, that's such a big question. I love it. I would say my, I have learned a lot about business and marketing really a lot through Tiffany since becoming part of the belly dance bundle three years ago my business has taken a new turn because as artists so often we come to the art because we love the art we love the dance i love to dance i love to teach people how to dance but you know to write newsletters and work on sales funnels and copy you know was never something that i knew how to do or was interested in doing And so I would encourage people, and I know all these artistic types out there who are like, I just want to dance, which is great. Of course, absolutely just want to dance. But if you want to build a business that surrounds your dance, take some time to learn about the business end of things. I feel like the belly dance world is, perhaps a little behind in that sort of, you know, in that sort of area in understanding, you know, what it really takes to get people to come to your classes, to get people to stay to your classes. And now if you're in the online realm and you have the world essentially as your audience to reach out to them, just because they're there doesn't mean that they're going to find you. And just because they find you doesn't mean you're going to create a connection with them so that they know, like, and trust you and want to buy something from you or take a class From you, Right. So I would encourage everyone, the more, you know, about something, the more fun it becomes to do. I think marketing and uh, business organization is a little overwhelming at first because you don't have any idea what is involved. Mm -hmm. And so if you're going to get into it, which I highly recommend you do start by doing something like, you know, building your email list, which is, which is huge to give you connection to your audience and study just that study just one thing and build your empire, you know, one piece at a time. I think people coming to this wanting to do all the things and they want a YouTube channel and a podcast and they're going to do Instagram and they're going to do Facebook and they're going to do Twitter and they're going to have their mailing list and they're going to do sales funnels. Like there's just, there's no way, there's no Mm -hmm. way that one person, you know, unless you have a, a team, which I've finally gotten to a point where I actually have a few people who work with me, which helps me a ton. But until you get to that point and you're doing it all yourself, you have to sort of strategize, you know, one step at a time, what is going to move you forward in your business at this moment that you can kind of bite off and chew on for a while. And Don't try to do all of the things because it's, it's a lot and it can be very overwhelming and nobody wants to burn out from the art that they love because they're trying to do all the business things all at once.
0: And I'm such a big fan of taking ownership of your own business and not like I'm all about. I will learn every little aspect of this because I want to have full control over it. And instead of thinking of oh, this is so overwhelming, to think of no, I am in control of every. Maybe I'm such of a control freak in that sense, but <laughs> it. I like knowing exactly what it is that I'm putting out that's giving me the most back, and and then that way you can tweak it and experiment. And then definitely, if you are someone that can throw money at a situation by all means, go for it and you can hire help. But I think there's something really powerful in owning and, and owning every little aspect of your business and knowing exactly how you got to that point and i don't i think a lot of dancers are in the in the position to have to do things themselves
1: <laughs> absolutely yeah. mm-hmm. no and you're right and i think i i have a little bit of that control freak in me too and there's something that i love about that like in my life right now especially right now with like the pandemic happening and all this craziness i also have a six-year-old which is just you know another one of those like sometimes loose cannons that i do not have control over but my business is one thing where I sit down and I put in the time and I know what to expect in return. And so when things get really crazy for me and I just need to like feel like I'm in control of something, I either get into the studio and I dance because it always makes me feel better, or I literally I get behind my computer and I'm like, "Well, I'm going to write a newsletter," or I'm going to produce a new video because I know how to do it. I know how I'm going to market it and I know what's going to happen when I do and that that sense of accomplishment and that sense of security really takes me a long way especially right now
0: and I feel like a lot of dancers also think that oh I posted on social media that's fine and for anyone that's listening to this we're recording it this week where Instagram made a huge like change in their layout and you just see exactly where social media is going it's A marketplace. It's not a place for you to promote your classes. It's a marketplace. It's turning more into like a marketplace for like eBay, like things like that, where dancers, you're not going to get much use out of it if you don't know how to use it or if you don't have a good foundation. So definitely... To anyone listening, that's like, I'm covered. I have an Instagram page. No, you're not.
1: (laughs) Because it's constantly
0: changing. Anything you post on there, you do not own. Instagram could go down tomorrow for all you know. And what's going to be left of all the people that followed you, how are they going to find you if you don't have a website and email list? So I always tell people as well to really, if you're going to take control of your business, you have to take control of the things that you own, which is your newsletter list. You definitely have to have one and you have to have a website. At least those are the two basics. Of Absolutely. This, sure. Yes. And
1: those are the exact two things I always tell people as well, because the, the formula the you know, is always changing on mm-hmm. Instagram, on Facebook, they choose who sees you, you yeah. do not choose and you can have thousands of followers and almost none of them see you if they don't oh, yeah. interact with your content regularly enough, if you don't post it in the right way, and that kind of stuff just gives me a headache, you know, I get on there and I do my stuff. But in the end, I try to use it as a platform to pull people over to my mailing mm-hmm. list so that then I have their email I know where they live. I can make sure that my newsletter gets to them and they know what I'm doing, you know? And so that's, that's huge. Like social media is, it's a lot of fun. It's a rabbit hole to get kind of get sucked down into, but it does not have your interests as a business, you know, as a dancer and a business person in mind, that is not their goal to promote your business.
0: Yeah. And people that scroll through for social media are not in the mindset of, I'm looking to buy something unless they're on Pinterest is like an asterisk and this Pinterest is more of a search engine. It's a different type of thing, but people scrolling through Instagram or Facebook are not in the mindset of like, let's see what teacher I want to learn from this weekend. It's, it's not that. So definitely anyone listening if this these four plus years please get a website in an email list to please for the love of god <laughs> As well. preach yes you have a lot of online courses uh from how to find confidence and build flow to how to create studio space do you mind sharing the process for anyone that struggles with okay what i have i want to teach online but i don't know what or how, I don't know where to begin. Do I have to have all these classes? Do I not? How do I go? What? Is, how would you simplify that process for them?
1: Absolutely. It's super important to simplify the process. I have a ton of online offerings because I've been teaching online for nine years now. So they've just accumulated with time. That's just what happens with time. And I'm actually in a very interesting spot in my business right now where I am trying to consolidate my offerings to make a better journey for dancers who come to my to my site, come to my teachable studio so that they can kind of walk through it as you would a, a well-curated dance program from you know beginner to advanced to intensives to teaching and beyond, uh, because I have nine years of scattered content, right? So I, the most recent release is the one that you mentioned, all aimed to helping dancers put their classes into the online realm. This is the first time I've ever done anything like that. And like 99% of my other courses are all how to belly dance, right? In some way, shape or form are all aimed at learning the dance itself. So regardless of whether someone is teaching the business of belly dance or teaching how to belly dance, I say, start with what you know best or start even better with what your students like the best, right? What draws people to you, what your students get excited about is probably what's going to sell the best. And in my course, I talk about easy ways to start putting things online, let's say from the live format to the recorded format, because that's, I think, for me, where my business is growing. I do live classes every week. Some of them were in-person, they're all online right now. But, um, and that will probably continue even once I can get back into the in-person realm because it's been so useful for expanding my reach. Uh, But I love putting things into a recorded format, into an online library, because so many people are hungry for material they can access at any point in time. So what I tell people is if you're teaching a live class, record it and see what happens, right? Record it and use that as your first little, you know, tester of a of a course. I had a friend who just recently did a four week uh, finger symbol and drum class and she charged people to be there live and then we recorded it and she created a new teachable studio and I helped her out with that and it was really cool. And now she can sell that content to people who weren't there live and continue to make income on those four classes, those four hours she spent will live onto eternity, right, and be evergreen content that she can always sell to folks. So start small. You absolutely don't need a huge library to launch an online studio um, unless you want to have uh, some sort of subscription that people are doing, then you want to have a lot of things people can choose from. But I say start, start easy with recording a class you already do to kind of test the waters because then it's almost no net time. Maybe you do a little bit of editing, a little bit of curating and whatnot, but it's no extra time. And that's how the bulk of my original online studio was built, was literally just hitting record while I was teaching live classes. And I built a huge library from there. From then I branched off and I really enjoy creating content specifically for my online studio. So I'm in the studio. It's just me and the camera and really good lighting and nicely overlaid music. I like that quality content, but I did years and years of packages that were just like, here I am teaching and I I hit record. I'm all for, I put the cart before the horse all the time. I'm like, let's just throw this out here and see what happens. And you can improve with it over time. It does not have to be perfect out of the gate.
0: Mm Yeah, for sure. I know definitely something that's been keeping me from putting things online or even just like showing my face on social media is like, I'm very much like everything has to be in a proper way. Everything has perfectionism, but all that. And for anyone that's like me in that sense, it's, it is a form of procrastination and you're never going to put anything out if you always, and I have to remind myself of that too, but. um, It's so important.
1: I just did a challenge with Tiffany last week where I encouraged people to like post something on Instagram, totally unfiltered. Like don't put on makeup, don't put on cute dance clothes. Don't practice it beforehand. Just practice, you know, just post your practice and don't edit your video. Mm-hmm. Don't put a filter on it. Just put it up there. Because I think every time we do that, it chips away at our perfectionism just a little bit. And that's a good thing, right? Because it's true. Like I have friends who started businesses around the same time as I did, but they wanted to have their business plan laid out and their timeline of releases. And I can tell you today, they have nothing. They have no online studio and I have a massive online studio because I was willing to just be like, ma oh, that's pretty good. Let me let me throw it out there. And then as time goes on, I'm like, you know what? That wasn't very good. Let me take that down and let me re-record. And so it's a process. What you produce now, you know, you or anyone else who's looking to go into it, what you produce now will bear no resemblance to what you produce in five years. And maybe you'll look back mildly embarrassed. as I have. you know, and you, you'd take it down and you continue to upgrade. But I think right now there's like a revolution happening in the belly dance world with the online learning. And I say, jump on and grab the wave now, because it is a big wave that will hopefully help push your business, you know, into, into an excess, a successful place because so many people are looking for content.
0: Yeah, for sure. And done is better than perfect. So definitely.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I, I have to remind myself of that as well. So
1: <laughs> I understand.
0: So here, are you ready for the the lightning round? Let's do it. The yes, lightning, ready. the non-lightning, lightning round. You have enough time, <laughs> as, as much as time as okay. you Ooh. want. Excellent. So I'm gonna you, you just fill in the blank, yeah. So just, or finish okay. the sentence. The biggest struggle I face in belly dance is
1: mm, right now it's it's time the biggest struggle especially right now in quarantine with the pandemic and my family is home. I actually say this, my family's always home. Today I dropped my daughter off at my mother-in-law's for the first time in eight months. And I have an eight hour day to myself before I have to go pick her up. But otherwise like I'm juggling, you know, my practice and my creation and school for her t- time. And I remind myself that we all have the same 24 hours me with my one child and my business from home and the mom with four kids and, a you know, a day job and her side hustle. So I always try to inspire myself by looking at people who create massive, massive businesses and opportunity, even though their time is also limited. Mm-hmm.
0: And that was going to be the next question. The best way I'm overcoming that struggle is...
1: Yeah, I think just focusing on what it is that you have, right? We always look at, we're we're drawn as human beings and our lizard brains are drawn to like what we don't have or what has been taken away from us in the last eight months. And I get it. A lot has been taken away and from some people it's heart wrenching what has been taken away from them in the last eight months. Luckily for me, I've gone online. My husband's gone online. My daughter is learning well with the, you know, virtual schooling. So I'm trying really hard. I don't always succeed, but I'm trying really hard to focus on what it is that I still have. What can I funnel my energy into that is going to give me that joy and that sense of accomplishment. And the things that I've that I've lost my 35 hour work week will come back with time, but how can I make the best of where I am right now so that I don't waste any time playing woe is me and like just wallowing in what could have been Mm -hmm. like, let's just accept reality and and make the best of it. Mm
0: -hmm. My favorite Bella Dance memory
1: is, you know, it might be, I was thinking about this the other day, I think because I came across my VHS tape of it. it was my very first public paid performance Way too soon, way early. I'd been <laughs> dancing for a year, but my teacher called me to sub for her at a Greek restaurant here in town. She actually had me and one other dancer come in. They got two for the price of one because we were both students and we probably shouldn't have been on that stage. But I found the VHS tape of it, and my teacher ended up dancing. So I don't know why she had us do it. She told us she didn't want to, but maybe she just wanted to give us a kick in the pants to go do it. And I'm so glad that she did. I I've never been so nervous in my entire life. I've been a performer my whole life. I was in theater, I I played the flute, like I've always been on a stage, but there was something about belly dancing to live music for the first time in my life on stage that made me want to vomit. And I got out on that stage and I have the video and I can almost see like the moment where it all broke through and I was like, this is amazing. It was so magical. I performed with that band for probably about 15 years. They became like, you know, uncles to me. They were amazing. And I remember like giving my teacher the biggest hug. I've got this picture of her and I like huge smiles. And then they gave me money and I was like, oh, that's it. I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> This was amazing. That was the start of it all. <laughs>
0: Oh, I love it. <laughs> and the one thing I'd love to offer the belly dance community is.
1: Oh, the one thing I'd love to offer. I, I want to offer everyone the joy that this dance brings me on a daily basis. I see so many people stressed out right now for so many very valid reasons. And I see, unfortunately, a lot of dancers stressed out by the dance which breaks my heart because I know that they came to this dance for the opposite reason, because it gave them joy or confidence or community. And some of those things have been kind of stripped away. It's harder to have the community when we're all little Brady bunch boxes on our zoom screen. But I, I contend it's still there that it's going to take different forms right now for everybody. But if I could, one thing that I love to infuse into my classes is just like the fun of it, don't take yourself too seriously. Don't worry about it too much. Let yourself just let loose. Don't worry about the rules, just dance and move and play and be grateful that we are in a position where we can dance and move and play and enjoy and explore another culture and get to know ourselves and use that for all that it's worth. I always, I mean, this is my belly knife classes are cheaper than therapy and I, that's what I use to like get out of the dump all of the time. And so I, I would love more than, than anything for that to be something that people, that students can take away, that teachers who are struggling right now to keep their classes going in the online realm could look at it and still find the joy in sharing what they love about the dance with others that will hopefully pull them through these times where engagement is wonky and technology is not your friend and, and all of that so that they can, they can continue thriving and doing what they love.
0: I love it. Thank you so much, Sahira. This has been amazing. I feel like I found another kindred spirit in the yes, business of things. I am so I, I'm telling you, Tiffany, you. you and I are going to, we're going to zoom chat our way through this. <laughs> I'm i just going to be so sharing in. business. Yes. <laughs> Where can people find you? Where do you want people to come find you online?
1: Yeah. So my uh, website is sahirabellydances.com and you can find me on all the social things. I'm on Instagram and Facebook and I have a a YouTube channel as well, all at Sahira Belly Dances. And I would love for you to join me there. You can find me, my teachable studio from my website, and you can sign up there for free and get a package of 10 free classes just to get you started. So you can see my personality and my teaching style and see if it's something you would uh, like to get into.
0: Awesome. And I'm going to add that into the episode notes. So you guys can just go ahead and click on that and find out more about Sahira online thank you so much this is so wonderful and I love it Uh, I think you have such an interesting story and you're such a positive person and I I think a lot of people would really relate to your style of teaching and and your style of wanting to talk about business as well so thank you so much for being on here I appreciate it thank you thank (laughs) you for the opportunity thank you guys for listening go check out Sahira's website and until next time